Good morning, Africa and the world. Today is Sunday, the 25th of September in the year 2022. And it is another time, another moment on our program, Sunday morning with Emmanuel Mensah. It is your divine right to know the truth, to set yourself free. Today, I am going to speak to you on the topic, the biblical statement, Thou shalt not bear false witness, is true meaning and relevance to you. I repeat, the biblical statement, Thou shalt not bear false witness, is true meaning and relevance to you. The Ten Commandments, it's a part of the Bible that is known to all Christians. And those of us that grew up as children in the Christianity, we actually taught to learn it by heart, or root learning. We achieved with them whole. We recited it in church as part of our upbringing. And so we know the Ten Commandments very well. Those of us that are not Christians, majority of us actually attended Christian schools, or even in our public schools, we studied what we call Bible knowledge as subjects. And some of these topics or some of these areas of the Bible are well taught or well shared. And also we hear people preaching on the radio, on the TV. And so most of these statements might have, I mean, crossed our minds as we go about with our lives. And so today we are going to look at the Ten Commandments, the ninth, which is thou shalt not bear false witness. And so we know that in our society, in our communities, we are told that we should not bear false witness against one another. And this is very good. And that is human morality. We are supposed to be truthful. We are not supposed to bear false witness, tell a lie against any other person. Whilst this interpretation of the Bible is true, there is also uh, a metaphysical truth that the meaning of this statement goes beyond this. And as I've always been saying, the Bible is a metaphysical and a spiritual book. And it was written by the use of, or with the use of symbols and characters. And it is our responsibility to actually decode this message and go deeper. And so the Bible, you can look at it from the surface, just only at the way uh, it has been uh, interpreted to us, you get whatever you want based on your understanding. And then if you want the deeper meaning, if you want to get more, more out of it too, you will get it by you going deeper. And as I used the analogy in my previous episode, that the Bible is like a vast ocean that we are all accessing. And if you go to the ocean, actually, even right now, if it is daytime in your area or in your country, you will see that there are some people that are only just, I mean, floating over the surface of the ocean. They don't go deep. They don't go down. And so their experience of the ocean is just about the surface experience. Then we have those that who have the ability to go down, they dive into it, and they see whatever kingdom that is in the ocean. And so our life is like that in relation to the Bible. Whichever way you take it, you get something from it. But there is the truth. And the truth is what I'm presenting to you today. And so thou shalt not bear false witness. The true meaning 
is about our experiences, our, uh, our outer conditions. God is the source of everything. There is no poverty. There is no lack. There is nothing negative in the equation of God. And so we are told that we are created in the images and the likenesses of God. And therefore, we are supposed to represent God, what God is, the glory of God, which Apostle Paul or St. Paul spoke of, that all have sinned and, and for that matter have fallen short of the glory of God, is what we're supposed to be showing in this world, in our existence. And so, we bear witness of the glory of God. And therefore, if your life is a life that is not bearing the true uh, witness of the true glory of God, then you are bearing a false witness of who you are, of who, what God actually made you to be. And so if you look at this, in addition to, or apart from we, we, uh, the fact that we are not supposed to bear false witness against one another, the real meaning, the real purpose of this statement, of this ninth commandment, is about our own life, how we organize our life, whether we are in alignment with God's source, energy, or whatever you call it, infinite intelligence, or we are totally far away from it. And so you are not supposed to bear false witness about God in your own experiences. And so when in your life, everything that you see is negativity, everything that you see is pain, sour, and all these kind of things, poverty, lack, then that means you are not living as the true child of God because you are the image and the likeness of God. And as the image and the likenesses of God, you are supposed to demonstrate the glory of God. And therefore, all that we need is a mirror for us to look into the mirror and whatever you will see is a reflection of what you are. Whether you are actually bearing false witness of the glory of God or you are bearing true witness, you are being a true witness or you are bearing the true witness of the glory of God. And so, thou shalt not bear false witness. It's not just the surface meaning. It is about your life. How do you conduct your life? Are you the one that has the mentality that you are a victim of circumstances? Are you the one that has the mentality that there are evil forces that are tormenting you such that you cannot prosper? Are you the one that has the mentality that your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather is a witch, a wizard, and therefore they are those causing whatever situation that you are going through. If you are that person, then you are bearing false witness of the glory of God. And that is what St. Paul is telling us that we have sinned. That mental sin that we have all accepted that we are victims of circumstances or outer things is what has made men and women to fall in short of the glory of God. And it is only when we repent and we come to the realization that you and I, all of us, we are the images and the likenesses of God. And just as it is, a bird, the, bird the, 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 the offspring of a bird looks like its parents. In the same way, 
the sons and daughters of God, the images and the likeness of God, we must bear the same witness of the glory of God. And therefore, if this is missing, then it's about time you begin to ask yourself questions. And so, as the Bible has already been sold to us, there are deeper meanings, there are true meanings to every statement, every character in the Bible. And as it is, almost every one of us, we are bearing false witness of who we are. We are bearing false witness of the glory of God, what God actually made us to be. And as I'm speaking now, if you go to any country in this world and you happen to see the wife or the children of the president or the head of state of that country in tattered clothing, walking, I mean shabbily, everything that you see is poverty. That particular day will be a breaking news. And most people will rise up to say it's a disgrace to the nation. How can the wife, the children of the president, be like that? But it's very unfortunate and ironical that those of us that we call ourselves the children of God, God Almighty, the omnipotent and omnipresence, omniscience God, the all-knowing, all-powerful, and God, who is the source of everything, we are every day demonstrating poverty. We are walking in tattered clothing. We are, we, we, we are suffering and we tend to accept the fact that God is the one who is making us to be poor or it is acceptable in the eyes of God. No, we are all going through this because we are bearing false witness of who we are. And this is the time that we have to change our mind. The sin that we talk of in the Bible it simply means to miss, the, miss a mark. And the source of every man or woman missing the mark is the application of the mind. Everything that you do, everything that you are, everything that you will be in your life originates from the mind. And so how you see yourself and how you conduct your life, whether you are in alignment with God or whether you are not in alignment with God or with the source energy will determine the outer condition that you experience. And so, it is about time that we begin to look at these things from the right perspective. We have been in the darkness for far too long. It is good for us to know that we are not supposed to bear false witness against one another, whether in the human court or whatever settings that we find ourselves. But it is also a mathematical truth that we are every day bearing false witness of the glory of God. What you are showing to the world is what is your witness that you are showing to the world. This is the witnesses that you are bearing. And so when you see, when people see you, they will say, oh, this is the true child of God. He's blessed. If you are poor, even in our local, in our settings, then no one will call you the true child of God. But they say he's a poor man. Oh, look at this poor person. And also, if someone is going and he's the son of the president, he's riding in the best car in the, in the, in the nation, we say, oh, he's the son of the president. Because they know that the dignity, the outlook, everything about the son of the president must reflect the president and also reflect the country. And so it is. You are the child of God. And God is the source of abundance. 
God is the source of everything. And he has endowed you with a, a mind that you are supposed to use that mind to bring out everything that he has for you in the spirit such that you reflect his own existence, you reflect his own nature. And therefore, if you are not doing that, then you are showing to the world a false picture of who you are as an incarnate of God. That is the witnesses you are bearing to the world. That is the true meaning of this statement. And so you only have to look into the mirror, you and I, all of us, you only have to look into the mirror and ask yourself, is my life a true reflection of the glory of God? Is my life a true reflection of what God is? And if the answer is no, then you know that you are on the wrong path and you need repentance. And the first thing you have to do is to begin to organize your mind. There is nothing that is away from you. Everything that you need, everything that you, want, you desire, everything you want is right within your reach. If only your mind is ready, all things be ready if your mind is so, as given by William Shakespeare. And so, thou shalt not bear false witness is about how we are using our minds to improve our lives, how we are using our minds to make our lives better and beautiful. God never brought every human being on this earth to live a poor, a sour, and depleted, I mean, a, a, a very sour life. We are not here to live a life that is just a little bit one step ahead of the lower animals. But we are supposed to live here as kings and queens. We are living in the kingdom of God. And living in the kingdom of God is to show the glory of God everywhere. And so the glory of God that we are not seeing in our life is as a result of we committing the cardinal sin, which is the abuse of the human mind, the picture that we hold about ourselves in our lives. And this is very critical. Every group of people are bearing witnesses of who they are. And since they are the children of God, they are images of God, they are bearing witness of God. And so as we are seeing, there are some people who have developed their nations. They have made their place beautiful. And so when you come, you see the glory of God. They are bearing the true witness. The true witness. And some of us, Africa, as we have always been saying, wherever you go, actually we have African men and women, children of Africa, running away from Africa. Because they say Africa is next to hell. Africa is a hell. And so we have created this hell for ourselves. And this is the time that we have to turn over and begin to look at things from the right perspective. Thou shalt not bear false witness. It simply is about you not demonstrating anything that is contrary to the glory of God. Glory of God is peace. The glory of God is happiness. The glory of God is joy. The glory of God is abundance. The glory of God is riches. The glory of God is any good thing that you can think of. So when all these things are not in your life, then you are living as a God with a new or a, a different picture, you are bearing false witness. That is what the ninth commandment in the Bible or in the book of Exodus chapter 20 verse 16 is saying. And so this is the time that we have to begin to look at ourselves in our own images, in our own mirrors. 
Begin to question yourself. What do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself in, in your mind? Which picture do you hold about yourself? Are you the one that believes that you have no power to alter your life? You have no power to make things better in your life? Or the one that believes that you are the child of God, you are the image and the likeness of God, and your only purpose here is to create, and therefore you are creating your own life in a beautiful and a wonderful way. Life is supposed to be enjoyed. Life is supposed to be joyous. Life is supposed to be fun, beautiful. But unfortunately, to the African people, life is a kind of endurance. That is false witness. And so your life as individuals, look into your lives. And let us now begin to analyze these Ten Commandments based on our mental states. Whatever you are is depicted in the Ten Commandments. If you're someone who thinks only in the negatives, you are bearing false witness because that is what will reflect in your outer life. If you're someone who believes that there is a devil that is tormenting to you, that is doing all these kind of things to you, then you are bearing false witness because you are a child of God. You are the image and the likeness of God. And God cannot be tormented by anyone. You are bearing false witness. And so if you look at it, as a matter of fact, the whole Christendom, we have actually turned the whole thing upside down. And that is why poverty, lack, and all these things are actually rampant in our settings. We are supposed to bear the true witness, to bear the true witness of God, but not the false witness of God. And so at, in, at, at the individual level, that is it. But today I want us to look at these things, as we've always been doing, from a collective perspective. And today I'm limiting it to only Africa. Africans, and as well, we are always talking, always talking about Africans. So if we talk of bearing false witness, the people, one of the group of people that actually are demonstrating or going, uh, yeah, depicting or going against this commandment is Africans. As a matter of fact, Africa is a blessed continent. We are living in riches. We have everything that we're supposed to be rich and dominate the world. But it is the other way. We are actually the life of the ordinary Africans and even the government, the leaders of every African country is not the reflection of the wealth that we have on our lands. It is not a reflection of what we have. People who are live, sitting on gold, people who are swimming in oil are actually living a false life. And these are the people who are bearing false witnesses of the glory of God. And that's what the Bible is saying. Take every African country. And one of the countries that I always mention is my, 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 my own country, Ghana. We have gold. We have everything. We have everything. Bauxite, manganese, and all these things. When we were young uh, in school, we used to sing and we used to study all these things. But what is the state? What is the outlook of the average Kenyan? Poverty, lack, and all this mediocrity. And these are examples of a group of people who are bearing false witness of who they are because they don't know, they lack the understanding that they are the images and the likenesses of God. They are God's incarnate on earth here. And they have the range to move themselves from a lower level to a higher level at any time at will by the use of the mind. Take a country like Nigeria with a great population, 
with oil, everything that, anything that a nation is needed to be rich. What are we seeing? Poverty, lack, confusion in a nation that is supposed to be ruling the world. This is a complete reflect, a, a complete opposite of the glory that God has given to the Nigerians. Take the Arab nations, every country that is producing raw materials. You will see that all these people are bearing false witnesses of what they are actually supposed to be. Because they are living in riches, but they are poor people. Thou shalt not bear false witness. That is the meaning of it. And so we only have to call, sit down, and begin to analyze these things. What witness are we bearing on the world stage? Africa is poor. Africa don't have anything. As a matter of fact, I was listening to the speeches given by our leaders in the past uh, UN General Assembly. And I was much, uh, much interested in the one given by my president the president of Ghana, and I listened to the, uh, the, the message, I read it, and I told myself, this is a leader and his people who are living a false life. A false life. Thou shalt not bear false witness. It's a typical example. Ghana is not an industrialized nation. No African country is an industrialized nation. We are basically primarily agricultural people. We are not service-oriented. We don't have any services that we are producing to other nations that we can get revenue from. And it is rather unfortunate that people who are mostly agriculture or farmers and fishermen and women are appealing to the world that Whatever thing that is happening in Ukraine and Russia and other things is putting pressure on them as a result because they are not getting food. They are not getting what the president actually made specifically about food, food, food shortage in Ghana and other African countries. Now everything that happens in those countries on the world economy, it happens to the Africans. Then any good thinker would think that yes. These are people who are beating about the bush. As a matter of fact, I don't belong to any political party. I am not an NDC member with a Ghanaian perspective. I'm not an NDC member. I am not MPP member. I don't belong to any political party. I have never been a member of any political party in my life. And as a matter of fact, I am not making a political statement, but I am using what I have seen and I have heard as an example to actually interpret this biblical statement. So, please, listen to me with an open mind, but not with a political mind. And so I'm using that speech by the president of Ghana as an example. Now, how come that a nation, that we are full of agriculture, farm, men and women, farmers, we are not able to organize ourselves and produce enough to feed ourselves such that in times of shortage of food in the world, we will benefit. All the world will turn their attention to us that we have excess, therefore they are coming to us to beg. 
But we are rather going to stand on, uh, uh, on, on the world stage, on pulpits or whatever they call it, to make speeches appealing to people who are already industrialized. They are not even producing more, they are not supposed to be producing food to, to, to feed us. They are doing their part. They are giving us cars. They are giving us aeroplane. They are giving us all the other things. Then in which area can we also say that we are controlling? Apart from the raw materials that we are talking about, the gold and other things. So you see that for an African leader whose population, about 80% of the population are doing farming, to go and stand and preach to the world that they should stop whatever they are doing so that they will produce more food to come and feed her is a typical example of men and women who are bearing false witness of the glory of God. God has given us land. God has given us green forests. God has given us rivers. God has given us seas. Why is the Africans unable to produce food to feed themselves? That is the question that we need to ask ourselves. And it all comes down to the point that the African is not using his mind or her mind. We lack the understanding that we are the creators of our own realities. We are here to change our lives. And therefore, we are the children of God. We are the images and likenesses of God. There is nothing that we cannot do. And therefore, this is the time that we need to begin to revamp our agriculture sector. As a matter of fact, the speech given by the president of Ghana, Nana Akufuado, to the United Nations just recently, that speech should have been given to the people of Ghana. Every village, every town, every city, anyone in Ghana, those people should have been the audience of Nana Akufuado giving that message. But unfortunately, it was given to the world leaders because the Africans don't know who he is or she is. That is the truth of life. We are bearing false witness. We are bearing false witness as the true children of God. And the consequences that comes upon us is huge. And that is what we are seeing. That is what we are seeing. We can never be recognized anywhere in this world. Then there was another African woman who also gave a speech. I don't know her name. And she was talking about how only a few nations are controlling the power of the UN. And therefore, everything needs to be restructured such that the power will be balanced. And as I was listening to it, I laughed. And I said, look, this woman doesn't know. When it comes to donation, when it comes to the bearing of financial cost, with regards to the operation of the UN, what is the ratio of the whole African continent to that of US? So if you are actually appealing to them to do that, it will never happen. The only way that Africans, any African country, or all of us put together, we can be recognized and get the power is for us to begin to control our life, take our minds and create a life and begin to move ourselves forward such that we will, be, uh, we will also be superpowers. God has blessed Africa everything. God has blessed Ghana, Nigeria, uh, Tanzania, Uganda, South Africa, everything that we need to be successful. But unfortunately, we are bearing false witnesses to the world. And what is the outlook of Africa? Poverty, lack, scarcity, hunger, diseases. That is what we have. That is the witnesses we are bearing to the world. And so 
thou shalt not bear false witness. Exodus chapter 20 verse 16 is not necessarily about you bearing false witnesses against your brother or sister, but it is about the life that you are living on this earth with regards to who God is and what God has made you. You are bearing false witness to, of God to the world. And this is the time that we need to wake up. There is the need for our leaders to take their mind off the idea that they can appeal to world leaders such that they will be recognized as superpowers when we are still not able to feed ourselves, not able to solve our own problem. It will never happen. And therefore, what we need to do is to bring ourselves to the table. Let us begin to use our minds rightly. The only thing that is needed in the life of Africans for us to have any recognition anywhere is the correct use of the human mind. The correct use of the human mind. As it is, we are abusing our minds. We are abusing our minds. And the consequences of it is we bearing false witnesses of the glory of God. And so when St. Paul wrote that all have sinned, and for that matter, they have fallen short of the glory of God. St. Paul's statement is a complete picture of who we are as Africans. There is nowhere in Africa that you will go that you don't see natural resources. The most painful one is a country like the Democratic Republic of Congo. They have everything. They have almost everything. But what is the outlook of the Democratic Republic of Congo? If it is not war, it is poverty, it is disease, it is that. These are people who are bearing false witnesses of the glory of God that has been given to them. So let us rise up. Let us rise up. The Bible, as I've already been saying, this is the time that we need to go deeper to understand the Bible. We can no longer be carrying this Bible and only just be singing and dancing, doing this acrobatics that we are Christians. No. Whatever I am saying is applicable to any human being. The Bible is a universal book. It is only when you take it as a religious book that you will, you, you, you will only see it as a religious book and you gain nothing. But if you take it as a truth, a source of knowledge to all men and women and apply these principles, you will see everything in your life well organized. So you must not bear false witness. Is that whatever you are in your life is as a result of how you are using your mind. If you are using your mind negatively, you will reap negative results. And in that case, you are bearing false witness of who you are. But if you use your mind positively, constructively, and begin to walk with boldness and confidence, with the assurance and the knowledge that you are a true child of God, the image and the likeness of God, who has the power to change, to mold your life in any way that you want, and you go on to do that, then that the glory of God will spring out of you, and the whole world will see the whole world will bear witness to, or there will be yeah, the witness to whatever thing that God is doing through you. That is when that you are bearing the true witness of God. That is a fact. The mind of the African people is completely underdeveloped. Whether you like it or not, when I say that, it is not about education. 
And as a matter of fact, a nine-year-old raised in, develop, in the developed world is about 10 times ahead of a university graduate in Africa, whether you like it or not. It is not about you and poor, but it is about thinking in a certain way, thinking to solve problems, thinking to make things work. That is what I'm talking about, whether you like it or not. And we see it all the time. We see most of our lecturers and university graduates and whatever, professors that come to Africa, they are timid. They can't do anything. It's only they being able to chew and pull, writing their theses and their parts. But when it comes to, when it comes to analyzing, theorizing, and doing things, they are unable to do. Any African that has been able to do something great came to this world and he fitted or he finds himself in an environment that has actually changed its mind. And even it is only those who have been able to adapt to the system that are able to do things. And this is the time that we have to rise up and pay attention to the development of the African mind such that we will no longer be bearing false witnesses of who we are. False witnesses of the glory of God. We are the children of God. We are the images and the likenesses of God. You are not here to show poverty. You are not here to show lack. You are, uh, lack. You are not here to show scarcity. You are not here to show any negative thing. But you are here to demonstrate the glory of God. And that is why we say God is continually working through us. God is continually flowing through us. Moving us to a level that all human beings are. So let us rise up to you, the ordinary man, to our leaders, to any man, any woman, anywhere. This is not the time for us to be going about giving speeches to whatever. But this is the time that we have to bring ourselves together and begin to use our mind. And as a matter of fact, as I said with uh, the president of Ghana, Nana Kufuado, I am not making this statement in relation to any African leaders right now. I'm talking of all African leaders, both the past and the current, and even those who are here to come. We hold the same mindset. We hold the same mindset. Whatever the previous government that came before the current government in Ghana did is the same mindset that they have with the, uh, the same mindset that they had. And it's the same mindset that the new government, the, the, the current government has. It is the same mindset that the next one will have. And so when I use, I only use the speech as a platform to present my message. Take this message from an open mind. I am not asking you to switch allegiance in your political party, wherever you are stated, but be a member of any political party with a right mindset. And when any of these things is not in alignment with the truth, then begin to look for alternatives. This is the time that we have to look for alternatives. And the African has to rise up to liberate himself mentally. So when Marcus Gavi actually wrote that, emancipate yourself from mental slavery, this is the time that we have to do that job. Whatever work that Dr. Kwame Nkrumah and I have done is an unfinished business. You cannot liberate people physically with their minds in shackles. As a face, the African cannot create. Artistic, the African cannot produce enough food to feed himself or herself. Go to Vietnam. Go to these uh, Eastern Asian countries. They are producing rice. They are producing all other things that they, we are even they are, we are importing them to our uh, as food. 
they are equal farmers as we are. We have our forests, we have our rivers. Why can't we improve upon our operations in such a way that there will be more productivity, in such a way that we have abundance? We have our abundance and then we sell to the world. You will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And so today, you, my fellow Africans, in your personal life, wherever you are, I am, I am telling you the truth that you are bearing the false witness, which you are bearing false witness. This is not, whatever your life is, it's not the true reflection of the glory of God. And therefore, you must begin to evaluate your life and change your mind, repent accordingly. All of us put together, our government leaders, whatever you are doing, whatever you're doing, begging, I mean, appealing to other people to come and solve our problem, is a, is, is a matter of bearing false witness of who we are. It's a matter of bearing false witness of who we are. It is only when difficulties and situation comes that it becomes an advantage. It becomes opportunity for some people. And it's only for people that are ready. Unfortunately, this is the time. The Ukraine-Russian war is an opportunity. It's supposed to be an opportunity for African nations. Those that are Af uh, uh, we are, we are raw materials producers. We are farmers by, by, by our population. This is the time that we should have more in our bands. We should have more in our silos and say, hey, this is the time that we open our bands and our silos to the world, that we have more. Then we sell to them. That is when we are supposed to make money. That is when we are supposed to be rich. But unfortunately, the African cannot improve his own processes. The way Catalas and the whole was given to us by our forefather is the same thing that we are using. The African farmer is still using. How can you produce enough to produce yourself, uh, to feed yourself? Yet, we have our leaders going about that we have agriculture sector. No one knows what the agriculture sector is doing. The Ministry of Agriculture in any part of Africa, no one knows what they are doing. It is because we lack the understanding of life. We lack the understanding of life. And this is the time that we have to liberate ourselves mentally. You are born, you are created in the image and the likeness of God. And your only duty, your only duty on earth here is to create, is to mold your, your life in such a way that it shows the glory of God. And that is by aligning your mind with the mind of God. Ideas, inventions, all the things that the world needs will flow through us. Let us open our eyes. Let us be fast. Let us be intelligent in sporting opportunities. Let us be fast. Let us be intelligent in sporting opportunities. Any opportunity that comes, Africans are dead to it. The Ukraine war, whatever thing that is happening on the world economy, is an advantage to some people. Some people are making millions and billions and trillions of money out of it because they know who you are. They are taking advantage of a situation. Just as the Western world knows that we cannot produce high-end commodities and they are taking advantage of us, in the same way in situations like this, we take advantage of the situation because we have more. But unfortunately, our leaders are begging. They are begging. Therefore, let us rise up. Thou shalt not bear false witness. It's not about... It's not only about you not 
saying something negative or bearing for witness against your brother or sister in the human court. But it is about we bearing for witness in the universe, the court of the universe. And in the court of the universe, what reigns there is taught. Your mind, the use, the constructive use of your mind. And then the judge, which is God himself, will pronounce you a victor. And that is by flowing through you, such that abundance, such that everything that is in God will flow through you. And all of us put together, it will flow in our land. It will be a reflection of us. And as James Allen gave, the outer condition of a person is literally linked to his or her inner states. Men shall not attract what they want, but who they are. And that is what is happening. Poverty and all the things that is happening is a true reflection of who we are in the inner state, but that is not what God made us. And for that matter, when people come to exploit us, we think that they are exploited. No, we have attracted them into our life. That is who we are. If you are not developed, some people must take advantage of you. If you cannot produce enough to feed yourself, some people must take advantage of you. That is the natural law. There must always be a balance. There is no, there is no anything, a lack of balance in the universe. And therefore, my fellow Africans, as I bring my message to an end, I call upon you. When you take your Bible and you go to the book of Exodus, the Ten Commandments, and you, go, you get to the Ninth Commandments, read it well. Thou shalt not bear false witness. That, that, that statement should be a mirror to you. And always look in that mirror and ask yourself whether your life, whether your state of condition is actually a true reflection of whom God is as a true image and the likeness of God. And if you, are answered, if you answer this question, Truly, to yourself, you begin to take action. You will see that you are bearing false witness of who you are. You are born to be great. You are born to be rich. You are born to be powerful. You are born to create your life. You are born to change your life to whatever you want to be. Rise up, my fellow Africans. This is the time that we have to rise up. This mediocre life, this kind of debilitating and backward way of thinking must stop. And this is the time we have, to, we have to rise up. So, as I end my message, my call on you, my fellow Africans, is let us begin to take control of our mind. Whatever any man has done anyway, we have the ability and the power to do. And this is the time that the African must begin to evaluate and analyze the operations of our agricultural sector, our fisheries. Every human being lives on essential. The, the first essential thing that we need in life to, to exist is food. And therefore, we should be able to produce in abundance such that when there is any uh, issue, any global or any, any problem on the global market in relation with food, Food prices are going up. That is when ours is supposed to go down. And we are selling it to them at a higher, at a higher price to, to, be, uh, to take advantage and to be on top. And that is when we say we are actually living as true images and the likenesses of God. 
who are using their minds, who are using their God-given powers to improve themselves and also to benefit the world. That is the truth of life. As it is, Africa, we are not producing anything. We can't produce cars. We can't produce any, any high-end commodity. And if it becomes that food, food that we will eat, we are depending on the world in such that when there is a, there is a problem, there is a war anywhere, and it, it, that there is a war anywhere, it, it, it brings a negative effect on the food that we eat. Then, let us, there is a problem. And when that problem is, it's not any man or woman. It is you. It is all of us as Africans that underutilizes our mind. So let us rise up. Let us rise up. And to our leaders, this is the time that we have to stop making these speeches. Instead of making speeches to the world leaders, let us make speeches to the people. Energize them. Empower them. And let us show them the way. Let us put our minds together and see how best, that, how best we can re-engineer our agricultural processes. The farmers have to move from subsistence to commercial and other level of uh, The farmers have to learn how to improve their own processes. Farmers and fishery, fishermen and women have to know how to invent to reduce the burden and the pain that they are going through in their operations. That is my message for you. Now, may the overshadowing presence of God that keep the stars in the open, such that they do not fall on us, and keeps the planets in their, in their orbit, such that they do not clash with one another, lead you, keep you, guide you, give you an open mind and a receptive, an open, uh, a receptive heart, such that this message will push you. You begin to analyze your life. You begin to analyze the ninth commandment and begin to look at your life. Let this commandment be a mirror from which you are much, you are looking at yourself and improving your life. Once again, my name is Emmanuel Kwajumensa. I am a co-founder of the Eagle Mentality Group. And at Eagle Mentality Group, our determination, our drive, our everything is for the, the propagation and the teaching about the power of the subconscious mind and universal laws that many women knew elsewhere that they've used to create prosperous, and a beautiful life for themselves. It is our determination to raise a new group of Africans, a new crop of Africans who think and do things, who believe in themselves, and will do everything in alignment with the laws of the universe, such that our minds will be used at its highest level, that we will create a beautiful, a wonderful Africa, a developed Africa, Africa that there is abundance, that we, we, we sell to the world. In times of trouble, we become the saviors of the world. That is when we say we are indeed walking and living, living and walking and, or, or, I mean, behaving as the true images and the likenesses of God. As it is, Africa is inhabited by only black people. And it is our determination that we will rise up to use our minds at the highest level such that we will create a beautiful and a wonderful Africa so that we will attract people from all walks of life to our continent. That Africa will be a diverse, Africa will be a multiracial continent 
to the glory of God. For diversity is the true nature of God. Thank you and God bless you.